three, two. Hello. Hello. Do you want to try no, that? No, go again? ahead. No, you don't. You do the introductions. <laughs> yeah. No. No, you do it. No. No, no. No, 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 no. you like doing it so much now. I'm just going to stay silent. You're going to take away the, the one thing that I get to do on this podcast. The one thing that I do. The one thing that's just mine. No. No, keep being the big brother. No, just take it off me. No, that's fine. No, it's really good. No, I'll just. <laughs> I'm actually crying. I'm just. That's it. <laughs> Sam's quit the podcast. That's it. He's done. <laughs> you no. try and make one. Du- you try and make one dumb joke, and your podcast buddy no, flips his that's lid. It. That's it. You think you're ready? You think you're ready for leadership? Let's find out. Um, Let's. I think. I think you're about to be the Dennis Armfield of this leadership group. Oh. A step up in responsibility just by hanging around for long enough. Hello, listeners. Oh, listener, maybe. Probably more than one of you. Welcome to the Cellar Dwellers podcast. Um, this is an AFL podcast. We're probably going to talk about some pretty bad football, but it was a pretty good weekend of footy, and I'm joined as often, although sometimes given his recent behaviour, perhaps not for long, by my podcast partner uh, and elder brother and bully, Chris. Chris, how are you? <laughs> um, I was doing good until that slanderous and horrendous uh, piece of introduction work from you there. That's um, quite a, quite a terrible way to start the podcast. It would be defamatory if you had a reputation to defend. Hey, I um, co-host a podcast, so <laughs> not for long. That, that makes me a media personality. <laughs> technically, are you trying to deny my personhood? <laughs> for a long time. All right, Chris. Good weekend of. Uh, yeah, bloody great weekend of footy. Actually, a number of really, really close games across the board, and a couple of uh, almost upsets, although not upsets in the end. So mm. it was good in terms of both the quality of games on display and for your tips. Well, I'm philosophically opposed to tipping because I'm bad at it. So, um, <laughs> but we have been left with a very unusual ladder where the int- the whole eight is undefeated after two rounds. Mm. Um, mm. And eight teams as well are 0-2. And, and then we've got uh, two teams on 1-1. One and one. So, Look, really what that says to me is that when GWNS finally play each other, that is when the universe explodes. It's, it's GWS Brisbane is just going to be... Yeah, it, it's just going to explode. I mean, one, one, one <laughs> well, is Chris, on... Well, draw, Chris, draw, I mean, draws are possible. Draws I just up. need them to draw next... I just need them to draw with each other, preferably. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then everybody else a, continue to win and lose in this order for the rest of the rest of please, the season. Please, 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 AFL. <laughs> Although I don't think I could deal with Essendon going undefeated over the season. To be honest, not ready for that. Or Port Adelaide, or West Coast. Uh look, it wouldn't shock me if West Coast did. I suppose I've I'd sturdied myself for that. Number four on the ladder, the Melbourne Demons. Mel- yes. Now, you watched the Melbourne Demons play, play in AFL this weekend for a bit. 
uh, and I watched a lot of the Melbourne Demons. Yeah, I watched them uh, play a combination of boxing and AFL. Um, news this news coming breaking. To, we're co- recording this on Monday night, and the suspensions to Jordan Lewis and Jesse Hogan have just come down. Look, I was pretty as a Carlton fan. We'll start with Carlton because I do the intros on this podcast. The um, <laughs> let it go. <laughs> um, the uh, Carlton put in a very solid effort, taking the lead in the last quarter, um, mm. fighting back after. Halfway through the second quarter, they looked like they were going to put in another very dispiriting effort. And, you know, it was, in some ways, more of the Carlton that you expected to see. We're hoping to see. You, you expect it. Everybody else goes, oh, that would be nice. Just a lot of very good defensive running and people putting mm. themselves in the right position. There's just a couple mm. of kids out there um, who uh, are still learning. I thought Jetta showed. Jetta was my, you know, Carlton player of interest of the week. He's very quick. Um, mm. Uh, got a goal, first goal in footy, uh, coming from down from GWS after a full ankle ankle reconstruction, um, a promising pickup. Um, but Melbourne, I, in the top I, four. I actually I actually liked um, Marchbank's game, and I quite liked Plowman's yep. game as well. I thought they worked really I, hard. Exactly. Yeah, and that's without weathering down back. Mm. Um, mm. You know that that we I think I don't think weathering was very good up forward. Um, he still looks pretty lost up there, to be honest. Uh, interesting to see how much better Casbold is playing down back when he doesn't need to really think or create. He can just fill <laughs> yeah, a space I mean, he, when he's, and be big. Yeah, as a space filler. I mean, he's still he's still slow. Jeez, that guy's mm. a boat. Anyway, uh, the His Melbourne Demons. Looks good though. Uh, I reckon that's going to be a much happier team without Jesse Hogan around for uh, a few weeks because <laughs> that guy just sooks the whole he way through. Looks um, yeah, he looks mopey. He looks real mopey. Uh, we'll come to another mopey forward uh, when we get down toward, towards the bottom of the ladder. But uh, mm. Melbourne, how many weeks do you give them until they're out? So the next five, uh, they play your cats next week. Freo, Richmond, Essendon, Hawthorne. Uh, till they win another game. Um, well, they'll beat, they, should, they ought to beat Freo at home. They ought to beat Geelong. They don't live. No, they won't. That's uh, true. <laughs> Uh, they ought to beat Frio. I reckon they'll do Essendon in. Hawthorne, they'll probably do in as well. Okay, so you're, you're rating the Melbourne Demons. I, ra- they're I, ra- ra- I They looked... Look, they did not play well th- for the third quarter, um, pretty much in its entirety. No. No. <laughs> but I think that they've got... The things that they do have that are going in their favour are really strong and quick midfield. Um, they were flicking pretty hard to yep. some uh, outside run there. Um, Nathan Jones is able to win uh, contested ball. Yeah. Viney um, was was working pretty Christian, well. Christian Salem off of halfback, a player I've never heard from, but um, definitely yeah. had some devilish speed to him. Yeah, and then you've got kind of uh, some fairly strong players in Petrarca. I thought he was burning up. He was burning up his stakes in the ground. <laughs> Jesus, you wonder how much energy you're going to get out of Watts from week to week, though. And it's a good thing that um, Big's Ma- Big Max Gorn's still around there and not, you know, gone. Away. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm really a big one Oliver. Other, one other... Lover? Like, it's... He's a salty boy. Yeah. And there's, you know, um, I really hope that James Harms doesn't do himself an injury. I would be really going for a long stretch, though, to find another player that I liked on their list. I regret my decision to make a pun. <laughs> Now, thank you. Look, I'm um, really not trying to hunt for them. 
Carlton's uniforms. Very bad. Very is it the worst? Is it the worst? Is it, like versus the West Coast away strip? Oh, you're getting right down the bottom. Um, Look, I'm probably not uh, the person to ask about uniforms because I might be the only yeah. person in the history of AFL punditry to actually prefer the Hawks away outfit uh, with the gold uh, flying hawk on it. Actual gold. Yeah, I mean, I, you can agree though that the Carlton ones. Okay, was the blue M and M uniform better than this? Yes. Yeah. Better or worse than the yellow Saints uniform? Better. They look like <laughs> vis, high vis gear. <laughs> so I, I will say that following the match, Brendan Bolton, Sam, was fuming yep. and just adorable. Yeah. At the same time, just. <laughs> The way in which Brendan Bolton gets angry is the way in which, you know, a small puppy gets angry. You're like, oh, it's so cute. Like, they're chewing on my hand. And it's, but when he grows up to be a big coach um, and sit at the big boys' table, maybe that, that fuming will carry some weight. But he was... For the, for the, moment, for the moment, he's growling at, at a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's growling, he's growling at a mirror. Yeah, I think understand, understandably a bit grisly, but I just think the legs ran out on Carlton and the defensive tackling fell off and... Jeff Garlett was able to take over. Mm. Oh, tell you what, he and uh, Mitch Robinson had a good game as well. So Brizzy. Mm. Losing, losing them thanks to the uh, well-earned discipline of uh, Mick Malthouse was <laughs> super duper. Super. I'll tell you who did run out of legs from about minute zero of the game was um, perennial seller favourites, the Gold Coast. Had Jesus something. <laughs> GWS kicked seven goals for to one goal two in the first quarter, and it was pretty much done from there. They've got uh, a worm that looks like a mild piece of uh, Brighton Bay topography. It's fairly, fairly it's light. Hit, on. Just, <laughs> just getting down. Yeah, it gets progressively um, higher uh, as you so head towards the I think the hills. Steve, Steve Johnson had 16, 16 disposals yeah. uh, and 15 score involvements. Yeah, something like that. Um, Jeremy Cameron kicked six goals, one. Uh, return of the goal man. And uh, GWS ran out um, 102 point winners. The Gold Coast. Tom Lynch mm. uh, now shares the co captaincy. Big forward, meant to be part of the future. Again, just having a big sook. Yeah. Um, he was getting pretty grumpy there. For all the stuff that Jack Rewalt copped for a long time as a Richmond forward, you'd like to see something similar served up to these blokes, but you won't because Jesse Hogan work, uh, does his work for uh, Melbourne, who no one cares about really, and Tom Lynch, no one even knows his name. But yeah. if Tom Lynch is a captain, it's not a great look for him to just be abusing people as they, because they failed to kick it to him when GWS yeah. has sunk three defenders onto him. It's good, to see, it's good to see the power of Orange up at Spotless Stadium as well. They really just rolled. I, I, yeah, that was I a, don't know that that was a muscle flex, wasn't it? After last week, yeah. Um, it, it does remind you of almost the way that Hawthorne used to play, where they'd come off a, a loss and and then you'd be fairly nervous, just coming into face. Them to, you get you yeah. get worried about them. Moving on a bit from just because the insipid goal. I mean, I, do you have uh, Rodney? When's he getting fired? Does he get fired? I mean, I, well, I've he, I've know, heard apparently week swirling. week week four is a big review, so. Um, the Gold Coast will come up against... Uh, oh, I guess that's, that's their game against Carlton after week yeah. four. Yeah, so um, just to take, to take us back in time, uh, that a Gold Coast-Carlton match um, has, I think, from memory, actually resulted in coach sackings before. Um, 
Was it Brett Ratton, Sam, who got done in after losing to Gold Coast? That makes sense. He did lose yeah. to Gold Coast. Yeah, I'm yeah. I remember sure that. that was it, yeah. Um, so the, I think the writing's on the wall for Rocket. He's had two years now, and they have got significantly worse over the off-season. Um, the, the effort that was there at the end of 2016. They just look, they just look bad. Well, they look tired and, and dispirited, and that's not what you want at yeah. the start of the season. They've played two no. warm climate games, so they played yeah. up at yeah. Gold Coast and now at Spotless. Um, they're yet to play um, in sunny Melbourne where we had a high of 16 degrees here the other day. So next Please week... Please don't they... suck. Chris, 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 I live hey, in Canada. Melbourne is cold. cold Melbourne plastic. is cold. Don't suck cold plastic. <laughs> I've got my thermals on. I'm not too proud to admit it. They come up against Hawthorne uh, here in Melbourne. I, I suspect we might have a new temporary wooden spooner by the end of that. They, they, will, be ba- they will be battling to get underneath Freo, though. Freo yeah, seem it's... very determined. Freo are playing we'll the come, dogs. We'll come, yeah, <laughs> we will come to them in a minute. Yeah. Um, what I did want to point out, a couple, of, a couple of things for Gold Coast. One, I think there's, there's still too much focus on Gary Ablett um, uh, from all around. Yeah. Like they, they, he clearly didn't want to be playing. Um, and if I was Gary Ablett, I would not want to be playing either. But yeah. um, a couple, of, a couple really... of positive things for them. Cade Coljasny and uh, Tuke Miller picked up um, decent amounts of disposals across the ground. Um, good, good pronunciation of Colin Jasny. Oh, I'm well-practiced. Yeah, well-practiced. <laughs> um, and uh, some of their, their younger players, um, Ainsworth, for instance, in defence, uh, worked really hard all day. These two teams are going to be constantly compared. Um, and to see the yep. difference in the way in which they're playing has to be damning for the Gold Coast organisation. Uh, and... Uh, there's no to be honest there's, to me there's there's some things there as well though where you look at like the the goal like Carlton is uh perhaps rightly mocked for just picking up a bunch of GWS offcuts have a look at those players like Lockie Plowman mm. a good footballer yeah um you know you've yeah. got Caleb Marchbank that Carlton you know paid a paid a price for but he's been good he's been like he looks good yeah. um you know I mentioned Pickett and whereas there's just no one on Gold Coast like other than the players you've just mentioned who I just turned that game off. I, do, I watched about, I watched Gold, uh, GWS kick four goals in the second quarter and I was just like, yeah, no, I'm done with this. Yeah. Um, I did just want to say that, that my enormous crush on Dylan Shield continues. Oh, wasn't he good? <laughs> he's yeah, just a good, he he's just a very good footballer. Mm. Um, and I was a bit worried that, you know, you sort of, from a GWS perspective, you would have thought, geez, you know, uh, missing Trelaw, maybe this is the year that it gets to it. And they're probably a little bit thinner now without the, the elite midfielders, but midfield depth that uh, they did have with Trawler in there. But Dylan Shield mm. just appears to be able to take on a huge workload. Just to, just to round out the Gold Coast, they, we know that they're in trouble. The, the, the way forward for them is to probably, they do need to sink time into this new list, um, just having a, uh, a scrub through it at the moment. And there's, there's not a lot of players over the age of, 23, 24. There's a lot of teenagers on there. Mm. Um, so as much as we can point the finger and, and damn them, I think it really may not even be Rocket's fault <laughs> to, to an extent. It's almost that yeah. they, they wasted what was um, granted to them on a platter. Um, and uh, unlike the Giants who have really managed to make the most of the players that have come to them and attracted more players in the meantime. 
Um, yeah. The way forward for Gold Coast clearly has to be at the recruitment table. Um, recruiting players like Michael Barlow, they probably thought they were getting a pretty good deal, but oh, that's worth it. it was worth a gamble to be honest. Yeah. And Barlow, he didn't but look good last not... year, but maybe he bounces yeah. back. But but also bringing Jared Witts on, I'm not sure was ideal. Um, yeah, problems all round. I've been tracking them with interest to how they go, not necessarily against Hawthorne, but Carlton round four does does loom as an interesting test for them. It is on the road. Mm. Um, uh, but then it doesn't get a whole lot brighter for them heading into the middle of winter. They've got Adelaide and North Melbourne after that, and I don't see any wins coming for them soon. So you can you can see you can see them rapidly accelerating towards. Yeah, I've, I've got them pegged for the wooden spoon pretty happily at this point. Oh, and oh, and eight plus mm. uh, as a start. You've got to think. Um, I wanted to talk about the team that um, beat GWS last week. Um, in the upper half of the ladder. Well, not really about them, but about the game that they played. Adelaide Hawthorne mm. was uh, a fascinating encounter. Um, Hawthorne looked good early on uh, and looked like the team that you thought they might be. And then by really uh, halfway through the third quarter, I felt like Adelaide had it um, in hand, even though it was still sort of 10, 12 points. And then by, you know... Uh, from about the ten minute mark of the of the final term, Adelaide just went bang, 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 got it out to thirty points or just under thirty points, mm. and that was it. Very unfortunate to see the score that Adelaide failed to kick an extra two behinds, uh, which would have made it one hundred and thirteen eighty nine, <laughs> which would have at least given Hawthorne a taste of what it was like to lose a game uh, eighty nine to one hundred and fifteen. Uh, they know, of course, what it's like to be on the other side of it, based on the two thousand eight grand final. Oh um, God! <laughs> yep. When they beat Geelong. <laughs> uh, 2008 uh, degrees Stuart, of separation continues, everyone. And Stuart, um, you kicked two goals. Yeah, um, I'm really enjoying this new segment that we've brought this year. It's a, it's a lot of fun for me, and I hope, it's, I hope it's fun for you too. Other than the 2008 degrees of separation, does mm. it feel to you like Hawthorne or a team where they're just a little bit offbeat? Like, they, it looks... Sometimes it looks right, and then other times the ball just stops. And yeah, I think the, the player holding it just doesn't look quite right. You've lost three prime movers in without Hodge, Lewis, and Mitchell out there. Mm. And as much as you know, I mean that's that's you know sixty plus possessions a game, seventy five possessions a game at seventy something percent efficiency. Typically, mm. that's a lot to lose. That's a lot of good kicks to take off the field. And um, Tom, Tom Mitchell and Diego Amara are good, but they're not, uh, they're not there. I wonder if a, a team that we've yet to be able to talk about in the cellar, but I'm just oh so glad to be there. Uh, I'm very excited about it. The Sydney Swans. Um, uh, if Sydney and Hawthorne um, uh, are both suffering from a similar challenge here, which is, I think, a shift in the way that stoppage game is now played. So because of the changes to the ruck rule, the lack of third man up, um, some of the interpretations around holding the ball, their um, run and spread out of contests um, has been hampered to an extent. It does much more favour the Western Bulldogs style of game um, that get to the hard tackle uh, and win it out very quickly from a ground ball get. Um, Whereas Hawthorne would move it out and then um, cut you open with kicking. So uh, and do- repeat, repeat stoppages are harder. Yeah, which a lot was harder. Sydney, which was, was Sydney stock in trade. Yeah, 
So that has hampered uh, them. And um, look, John Longmire will continue to blame the umpires. Uh, with, he has- with not, uh, not, uh, not entirely unreasonable position. <laughs> there were there were some pretty similar free kicks to that into that intentional um mm. uh rush behind that were not given on the weekend so yeah, I think he I, can feel at least yeah he can feel a bit agreed. miffed but it's not 23 points adrift miffed uh, that's uh no so no Sydney, that's true. i mean they were i mean they were they were level they were level pegging mm, in the mm. halfway through the last turn so i don't yeah. think this i don't think the final score is quite reflective in that game i'm um, sorry just quickly last thing on last thing on hawthorne do you think they make it back into the eight I do, but I don't know why I think that. Ooh. I think, oh, well, yeah. no, let me think that through. Um, I do expect them to, but you've, they've got Vickery on the team. Yeah. So I think he's it's carried over. Ty Vickery out there. <laughs> it's, I mean, he's probably carried a bit of that Richmond-itis over that's they been should going be, around. It's, the, it's very good for them to be playing Gold Coast next week. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, but they then they... they Come up against Geelong, um, then they've got St Kilda and Melbourne, and I think the way they're playing at the moment, and particularly the way yeah. those four teams are playing, they're not easy wins. So I wouldn't. But be... on the other hand, Chris, don't is is do we need to also consider the fact that Adelaide might be a buzzsaw? Yeah, they are, um, <laughs> uh, and they will continue to. Be. Adelaide might just we're we're just going to not talk about them because I'm very worried they're going to win. They... And I don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> Look, they're, the, they're the Sydney of the South. Um, it's the Sydney, the Sydney, the Sydney of the Sydney of West of Victoria. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, the of some place uh, that so we do, swan, prefer not to talk about. Swans, Sydney Swans. Yeah, Sydney Swans. Um, look, I think they're really missing Mitchell. To be honest, I really do. Um, yeah, he's he's now down at Hawthorne, Tom Mitchell, and um, they're lacking a bit of that clarity of movement out of out of the centre. Yeah. Just a, a little bit of a do-it-all, but... Tell you what, but have you heard of this guy, Buddy Franklin? Have you heard of this guy, Sam Reid, with six goals just by the by? That's... <laughs> yeah. Talk about non-repeat performances. Um, he's not... The problem uh, with Sam Reid is he's not photogenic. I want to talk about Lance Franklin. That's, that is a real... Photo. Let's talk about, let's talk about <laughs> Lance Franklin. Um, let's talk about a hands, handsome man. Handsome Lance man. Franklin. Playing handsomely. Um, to, really, for a bottom four team... You've got to say, like, to get players like that playing for you, that's pretty pretty lucky. Um, that's an expensive contract for a bottom four team to be carrying. Yeah, yeah. So I do hope that they, I mean, you know, they manage to get full use of their personnel and, and lift up the ladder as the they, season continues. Some of that performance from Buddy was it seemed to come in bursts, and mm. that's a bit true of him now. Um, not that he's, you know, um, ancient, but uh, he's, 30, he's 30 now. He's past his physical prime. Uh, comfortably, yeah. and he's on the downside. There, yeah. there are those bursts when he just looks impossibly big and fast. But four goals, three was a bit of a return to the wasteful nature um, of his play. Yeah. Um, but he, he did dog still, two like, of those from outside fifty yeah. on the run. So yeah. you know, yeah, you know, um, no, no, and I, 11, I, think, ele- I think he's eleven score. It it's not to say that he doesn't have it. Mm. It's not to say that he doesn't have it. It's not to say he wasn't really great in this game. But it's when you lose you lose a player like Mitchell because mm. you can't pay him anymore. You can't pay him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually think that the Tippett contract is the one that's hurt them more. I think Franklin yeah, is, yeah, Franklin has Yeah. Franklin um, <coughs> has been a big win for them, both in terms of marketing themselves in Sydney 
and in what he's given yep. to the club. You know, he was running around on a on a busted ankle at the end of that grand final last year, and and mm. he nearly won the game for them um, the other night. So, look, I think this is probably the last time we're talking about them in the cellar for the season. Um, but they're, they're not without troubles at the moment, um, and they're lucky they've got the SCG home games. I do think that um, they're also lucky they face GWS at home. But yeah, we'll, look, sorry, we'll can, I, can I say, you, you know how last week we were discussing uh, random anonymous Sydney midfielders mm. uh, who just pick up uh, massive possession numbers? Mm. Uh, have you ever heard of a Jake Lloyd? No. Yeah. But I have now. Uh, apparently, yeah, we played last year, apparently. I didn't mm. pick up on that. Uh, An average 24 possessions. But, yeah, just a casual uh, 34 in this game. Um, yeah, at 85%. He looks precisely as you, just looks, uh, yeah. just looks precisely who you would think he, he is. Um, uh, the Has only somebody other tested the water was... at the Sydney Swans Academy. I want to know if they've got some secret AFL drugs. The Western Bulldogs did a very good job holding Kieran Jack and um, Dan mm. Hannabry to a combined thirty-eight possessions as well. They they really locked down in the middle. Um, <laughs> and I I still think that uh, Cloak is going to be the worst full forward in the competition. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there was a cloak moment where, I, which I did see, which I just thought was the most. Look, he kicked three goals, one, so he's had a good return for them. But he did uh, in the fourth quarter, I think, um, kick what he thought was a goal. Celebrate, um, let's kick three goals too. Sorry, <laughs> celebrate substantially, and then no, uh, not a goal. It was a behind. So. At least yeah, we'll be getting real... we'll be getting some more value out of Trav as the season continues. He he really he missed the three pointer turnaround and celebrated with the crowd. Um, yeah, it was uh, great. The, who's that? Nick Young from the Lakers has the best celebration of that mm. all time. Turning around and celebrating before the ball goes through the net. Let's turn and talk to talk about. Uh, you wanted to uh, have a little chat about mm. West Coast and Kilda. Yeah, so we did have a listener request um, because we did miss St Kilda in our run through last week um, of where they would where they would end up, and turns out there are St Kilda fans out there. So they oh, I listener requests make just yeah. just quickly listener requests can be made by sending us a message on Facebook or uh, contacting us on Twitter at yep. the Footy Seller. Yeah. Uh, and we there are sell- yeah. Thanks. Good plug. Good plug. Um, we are Seller Dwells Podcast on Facebook. The Saints, I don't think, will make the eight, is the read there. There's none and two now. Um, they've had two relatively tough games, you'd suggest. They tried just so desperately hard against West Coast. And just, I think, a younger, less experienced squad got pretty tired in the, with the back and forth running in yeah. the West and got blown away in the last half of the, the fourth quarter, um, uh, which was... You know, probably a testament to um, the way in which West Coast have structured their forward line. Kennedy bobbed up, kicked a number of goals in that last, and um, they'd be uh, ruining they'd be ruining that loss pretty heavily at um, Saints headquarters this week. I'll tell you, but, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Um, he's only he's only twenty, but Paddy McCartan still doesn't look like he has it. No, he um just while I just while I pot him from the sidelines, <laughs> two goals, three. Yeah, only four. No, he's marks. Don't, yeah, he's um dud. He's no, dud. it's early. It's early, but you you would have thought that yeah. uh no, you should just go. He did just going. He 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 could have done. 
he you would have liked to see him just do a little bit more an extra goal or two in a game like this um uh would have really uh helped the saints pull themselves back into it slightly oh my god actually you know who is a dud i will suggest um jake carlo who knew um not a great player yeah who knew that <laughs> carlo might not be that good yeah, but they no, they were the, uh, Seb Ross, um, Robert and Montagna. Um, they worked quite hard all day. Um, yeah, and it's good to see Joey out there leading the team still uh, in Rewald's absence. But they look. I don't suspect to be will be covering them that much in the bottom four. But I also don't think they're quite there yet, and that that's evidenced by. Um, that that last quarter fade out. They just need to get another season of fitness, another preseason in for the younger members of the squad, and then they'll probably be looking at finals next. Look, I see them. I see them in the mix of the sort of six to eleven range of teams, mm. where you've got the likes of uh, Melbourne, Essendon, Geelong, Richmond. Uh, Collingwood, no, nah, Richmond's clearly going to finish top four after they sledged them so badly last week. <laughs> uh, um, Collingwood and St Kilda, those are the teams that I think will be scraping out. Um, uh, but yeah, bad luck to the Saints. I did say though that I think Geelong is going to finish six to eight. Uh, sorry, six, mm. to, somewhere between six and twelve. I'd I'd shade on the low side of that. Geelong aren't good, Chris, and that game was actually contrary to popular opinion. The one point thrilling win over over North was in fact bad. Um, uh, because North were robbed, horrendously robbed. Uh, they got ben, their pockets ben Brown pinched. Was, was molested about twenty-five <laughs> out straight in front by silent. Um, mm. There was another George uh, Hall and Smith a, gets a bit of a tickle. Uh, gets a bit of a tickle. <laughs> got a t- he got a tick. He got a. I'm not going to dispute that that was a high tackle. The ruckman just came in at the wrong angle. It was mm. ruckman doing ruckman things. And North certainly shot, shot themselves in the foot when. Uh, Brown missed a sitter, uh, well, not a sitter, but a, a fairly easy yeah, goal. Maybe he missed yeah. two. And they just, they just never, I mean, did they score? They got one back late, didn't they? That's right. They had the goal from yeah, um, they did get one. Marley yeah, Williams, did. which was a ripper. Yeah. But they just um, really, really, really just did not put the ball inside 50 in an aggressive way. Well, I, think I, that- I thought they had a couple of players who ran out, who ran out really strong. Um, mm. I don't think. Higgins had a good last quarter, but he had a good game. Um, who's the guy that I'm trying to think of? Oh, Cunnington. Ben. Yeah, I thought Ben. ben I thought Ben Cunnington was yeah. was good. Yeah. Um. And Chris Tarrant had decent runoff halfback. Yeah. But I I did not. Well, Scott Thompson is a dirty cheating thug and has been for years. And the AFL mm. uh, finally might be starting to swing the book at him. But um, mm. uh, we'll see. Has his suspension come down? Is his news of his match? match uh, I don't know yet. Come down. Have a look. Um, you have you have a talk. I'm going to look that up. Look, once Geelong stopped um, trying their controversial tactic of giving away free kicks in the forward fifty to win the game, Tom um, yeah. Once they did stop that, Tom, they Tom, Tom, much Tom, once Tom team. Hawkins Tom Hawkins authored five free kicks against him, didn't he? Yeah, something uh, something like that. Um, let me see here, Tomer. Yeah, five, all in the first half. Um, <laughs> And he did kick 4-2, so I think he's wound up on the right side of the, the ledger, as it were. But they, I think North Disagree. Melbourne were undone by... Okay. They, they were undone probably as a result of how they got in front. So they ran hard, really, really hard, 
and they tackled hard. Um, but again, it was almost a younger bodies situation. And then you also had um, Duncan, Selwood, Dangerfield, um, and actually... Um, Dangerfield Cowan, and Selwood both had good, re- really good Ripper, contested marks. Yeah, and it just... Um, like, you, you like to have a go at Joel Selwood a lot, and deservedly I so. I do, you know? I do. Um, you do love it. But I met to see a member to see of the, the way uh, that, team that lost the 2008 grand final. Yeah. Um, no, you're only allowed one one <laughs> one an episode. But to see to see the the difference was when the game was this is going to sound really cliched but I have no other way to phrase it. But when the game was really on the line and it was on the line that they were drawn well into the red time um, the final quarter. Uh, Selwood's ability to throw himself uh, into the contest, win um, win the ball get up and then pass uh, with pinpoint accuracy into the forward line was probably the, uh, the deciding moment. The deciding, the deciding factor was a ball, was two North players had the ball bounce immediately and stop between them and they kind of half fumbled it between each other and Motlop was able to scoop it up and set up that goal. That mm. was the difference. The, I mean, North should never have let them back into it. But Look, it's a game right. of momentum, up- Sam. It's a game of momentum. And once Geelong got the momentum back, that's right. Uh, that was it. It was all over. That's it. Hmm. Do you think they deserve to be uh, four goals down at three-quarter time? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think North are good? Uh, no. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it follows So three-quarter Geelong, time, you're down um, by more than four goals. Does it follow that Ge- are yeah. Geelong good? <laughs> no, Geelong played a Geelong-like game. Um, they were um, decided to put the accelerator down towards three-quarter time which worked for them, surprisingly, um, and they, they were as flaky as they've been for the last three seasons. I mean, they, they flaked into the top four last year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah and you, and like, then you flaked, and then flaked right out of it. They are good. Yeah, I, mean, I think they'll they make the two, eight. They're, they're, two, but, they're two and oh, they'll make the eight, but do you think they're top four? No. They could, they could be. They could there's, be, there's, but there's, if, they, if they, they'd have to pinch a couple, I'd be looking to see how they perform against Hawthorne in round four. Yeah, they've got a pretty soft draw in the next bit. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking <laughs> twist for Geelong to have a soft draw. Sam, do we need to talk about Fremantle? Do we want to talk about Fremantle? No. no. Uh, Fremantle are garbage. They are garbage. Do you have anything to tell me about Fremantle? <laughs> um, the only thing has I did see was... Fre- did Fremantle, Fremantle look like they're a team that has t- like, forgotten that there was a footy match on uh, and then yeah. until like 25 minutes before the game and all the players have just been... Racing towards the ground, they've been busy pulling surfing. their clothes on in the car. Um, been I mean, Nat Five still racking up disposals. Uh, Bradley Hill continues to have a career based entirely around empty calorie possessions. Um, <laughs> although it's good to see him doing it out west rather than for Hawthorne. Yeah. Um, uh, the, no, the, the the one thing I will else? say is that yeah, um, Zach Dawson. Three, <laughs> this is Dawson Watch Week Two. Um, three three disposals, one uh, twenty five meter stab pass out of bounds on the full. <laughs> they can't keep picking him. Like they're tanking. If they pick him, they are Ross Line is tanking. <laughs> Quick little uh, touch on Brisbane Essendon. Brisbane had a good game, and people seem to think they're brave and coming back. Part of me felt too much of it was generated by Stefan Martin. Um, mm. Uh, who had a very good game in the middle of the ground, um, particularly bringing to a lot of contests. But, I mean, part of that was also just he had a t- 
ton of hit outs to advantage. And that's not, as we've discussed before, not a repeatable skill um, in my view. But the player that I was really pleased to see out there playing well was one Dazer Beams, Dane Beams, um, who was a demon out there and had really been, uh, after an injury plagued season last year, has been mm. toiling in obscurity. But if Beams, Zorko, and Rockcliffe can keep having good games, uh, that's going to be the basis around which Brisbane build their season. Um, yeah. I think they might have a bit of a, they might have a bit of a tough time next week against uh, the Saints, but uh, that will be a good indicator for both of those teams. Um, should be a very should be a very hard fought games. Saints are going to be really hungry yep. if they play really well at Etihad. Um, you'd be, you'd be. So I'd tee that one up. Actually, is is probably my pick. Yeah, what's going to be interesting. Yeah, Although I think so. Brisbane, Brisbane might go out there and just get whacked. I think is the other option. It's also like that's. A, are you saying that there's a range of possible outcomes? There are, now, yeah, um, yeah. There's one game that we haven't touched on. Uh, Richmond Collingwood. Um, I didn't care about that game. Did you? No, I only cared about it because I found myself wanting Collingwood to win and then being disgusted at myself. But, yeah, uh, Colling- Collingwood. When will they win their first game? They've got Sydney, St Kilda, Essendon, Geelong, Carlton. Oh, next five. They'll probably beat Geelong. I'll just go with that. <laughs> just go with that now. Pencil that in. Uh, look, I no. If it's, so if, it's if it's Anzac Day, super... if it's Anzac Day and they're zero and five, that's going to be interesting for Nathan. No, they, they, look, they're really midfield strong, so they're not they're not going to beat St Kilda, Geelong, or um, Sydney. Sorry, I've lost them. Sydney. They will beat Carlton. That's where Collingwood's lack of tall timber up and uh, up front and down back is not going to make a difference. So, pencil that one in for your tips round seven. Um, as <laughs> round as, seven, as jumping to conclusions to go ahead and jump continues. Uh, yeah, look, I, you shouldn't be tipping Carlton. Um, <laughs> so that's it for this week in mm. terms of matches. Uh, this weekend, what's the pick of them? What are you tuning into on your on your mobile phone with your AFL Live subscription? Unable to increase the size of it, unable <laughs> to send this, the uh, signal to another device. Yeah. I will be tuning into. Pro- okay, so other than research for the pod, or <laughs> what am I? Yeah, I, other than I research. think. Yeah, yeah. Genuine um, joy. What's your genuine joy? Genuine recommendations are Geelong, Melbourne, and Eddie had. That'll be probably good Oof. fun. Uh, for me, um, no, but no, Port, thank, no, thank it's, it's very, it's very, very hard to go past Port Adelaide, Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval. The way those two teams are playing at the moment, that is going to be tasty. See, I think, I think sneaky interesting is uh, Rance versus Kennedy uh, in the MCG. Yeah, uh, yeah at the MCG. I think that's that's a good clash, Richmond, Richmond West Coast, and we mentioned it already um, St Kilda Brisbane. Yeah, uh, I think that's, I think those are the two. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, you know, Port Adelaide, Adelaide should be good. Um, uh, if you, if anybody actually the, cares about, does anyone support Adelaide? A lot of people from South Australia do. Um, I feel bad for uh, them. Anyway, uh, I heard someone suggest that it was a better rivalry than Hawthorne Geelong, um, <laughs> which when which when they play each other in a grand final, uh, we can we can talk about. Um, so, have Hawthorne and Geelong played each other in a grand final? Unclear, unclear, unclear. Mm. Um, yeah, I think for me it's it's Richmond West Coast and then um, uh, St Kilda Brisbane um, are the are the picks. But I'll also be uh, of course tuning in to watch Carlton uh, let Joe Danaher kick uh, eight goals seven. 
Uh, what am Remember I talking about? Joe couldn't kick. Um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, he's still got that moustache. All righty then, Chris. Well, it's been another terrific time down in the cellar. Um, mm. And uh, we'll catch our listeners next week. If you have any questions, as we mentioned, at the Footy Cellar on Twitter and uh, Cellar Dwellers Podcast on Facebook. Um, and if you're liking what you're listening to, you know, subscribe, leave us a six, seven star rating. But only if your rating system only goes up to five, then so be it. Um, Tell your friends. Otherwise, have a great week. See you soon, guys. Bye. See ya.